Amen. Please let's close our eyes and pray. Father, thank you for this great blessing of gathering together in your presence. Your word says that where two or three are gathered in your name, you will be there. We thank you for the blessings that are coming to us this morning. Father, we ask that even as we go into your word, we ask for the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom. Father, you are the porter. We are just the clay. Mold us. Mold our hearts. We are the sheep. You are the shepherd. We are the creature. You are the creator. Guide us. Holy Spirit, take absolute control. Because without you, we can do nothing. Thank you, Lord, for this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I am very grateful to God or God. Depends on where you are coming from. For giving me this opportunity to share the word with you. Amen. And I'm very grateful to our head pastor, Pastor Hubert, and his wife for this opportunity also. And I'm grateful to Pastor Rajiv for giving me this opportunity too. Amen. This morning, I, I don't want to waste your time. Tell your neighbor, I don't want to waste your time. Tell the person next to you, the pastor doesn't want to waste your time. Amen. Are you happy? Ask your neighbor, are you happy? Give me some smile if you're happy. Amen. So this morning, I just want to share with you something that God or God, depending on where you're coming from, something that God put on my heart. And I titled it, How You Can Relate With Your Pastor. Or How to Relate With Your Pastor. Tell your neighbor, how to relate with your pastor. Yeah. If your neighbor is sleeping, tell your neighbor, don't sleep now, please. Amen. How to relate with your pastor. How? Anytime you hear how, how, it means that wisdom is coming to you. Amen. Yeah. In how means in, in which way or which manner we can do something. How to make biryani? How to make idli dosa? How to, how to dance? You know, one day somebody said how to sleep. I said no, sleeping. For some people, it's like a talent. They don't need to know how to. They just sleep. Amen. So anytime you hear how, God wants to, or somebody is trying to teach you what to do. The Bible says in Isaiah one seventeen. Learn to do well. Learn, that's the first statement in me. Learn to do well. Meaning that in this life, if you want to do well, you have to learn how to do it. Amen. So anytime somebody says, tells you how, I'm going to teach you how, it means that 
the person is going to give you steps or wisdom on how to do something. Amen. Amen. So how to relate with your pastor. Relate means to connect. You know, if you are from America, I mean, I'm not from America, I'm from Africa. How to connect or connect or I don't know how you say it in India. Connect. Connect. Yeah, connect. Yeah, I'm trying to get the Indian accent also. How to connect with your pastor. So relate is connect. And a pastor, we all know, you know, the Bible was written in Hebrew and Greek. And the Greek word for pastor is poimen, which means shepherd. Amen. So another way to, for this message is how to connect with your shepherd. Amen. Amen. Is it not a powerful message? Oh, if it's powerful, say it's powerful. Is it not a powerful message? It's powerful. Yeah. So how to connect with your shepherd or how to relate with your pastor? Somebody will ask, is it really important to learn how to relate with your pastor? Yes. It is very, 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 very important. You have to. If you don't know it, learn it today. I have a lot. I have about 100 steps, but I can't give you 100. I will give you some few. Don't worry. You go home early. Don't worry. The reason why it is important to learn is because Jesus, when we look into the Bible, Jesus, who is there, who is also a shepherd, or who is also a pastor. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So Jesus, who is also a pastor, those who related with him well, or those who did not relate with him well, there was a clear difference. Amen. Those who related with him well were very blessed. And those who did not relate with him were not blessed. Amen. So God has set this standard so that we can... You see, God is a God of order. He likes things to be orderly. And he doesn't change his, his setup or his rules or his regulations. His standard is high. His bar is high. He doesn't change it. Amen. So whatever standard God has set, he expects us to also follow the same standard. Amen. So it is important to relate well with your pastor. Amen. Say amen. amen. So you see, in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4, I want to show you something. 1 Peter 5, verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4. When the chief shepherd who is the chief shepherd? I can't hear you. Jesus. Moody? Jesus. Moody? Jesus. Jesus. 
Yes. So Jesus is the chief shepherd, meaning that there are other shepherds, right? Yes, so when the chief shepherd comes, the chief shepherd will come. And when he comes, he will give a crown of glory. So because God himself has raised up human beings in exactly, he says that I, I, I looked or I searched or I sought out for a man. I sought out for it. So God himself has raised up pastors and anointed them. And, and what does a shepherd do? Can somebody tell me what a shepherd does? Leads and guides. So that's the work of a pastor, to lead and guide. So if you don't relate well with a pastor, you may miss your guidance or leadership. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it is important. Tell your neighbor, it is very, very important to relate well with your pastor. Amen. So how do we relate with our pastor? Number one, expose yourself to his voice or his teachings. Expose yourself to his voice or his teachings. John chapter 10, verse 27. Can somebody read for me, please? John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. So, so, so let us use, let us... Give a practical example. So in this church, who is our shepherd? You tell me. Huh? Pastor Hubert and Pastor Rajiv. Pastor Hubert and Pastor Rajiv. Our shepherds are Pastor Hubert and Pastor Rajiv. And who are the sheep? Huh? Eh? They are outside? No, we are the sheep. Yes. So, Jane, can you read for me again? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So, the sheep listen to whose voice? In this church? Eh? Oh, you don't want to talk. You know, when you are in your homes, you make it, when CSK is playing cricket, you make a lot of noise. So make that same noise here. It, it's okay. It's allowed. No problem. Okay. So we are the sheep. And, and who is our, our shepherd? So whose voice do we listen to? The pastor, the shepherds. Okay. So how do we... Don't worry. Uh, my preaching is like interactive. Okay. So that you, you have... A, so that nobody sleeps. Number one. <laughs> so that you can understand what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. So... How do we get exposed to their voice? What, by doing what? You tell me. Listening. Listening. Coming to church. Listening. Okay. And I'm going to show you another thing that you have to do. Because I, I can see you come to church all the time. It's the, the Sunday services are on YouTube, right? Right? So every time you come to church... And then you hear the preaching. And then you go home. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
try to listen to the preaching again. Hallelujah. Don't, don't say, oh, we went to church Sunday. If I, see, if I ask you what Pastor Rajiv preached three weeks ago, you are likely not to remember what he preached, which is normal. Do you know why? Because in science, whenever you try to put something in the brain, it deletes, it rejects it. You have to keep pushing it, pushing it. In medical school, how many exams do you write? <laughs> A lot. Do you know why? They are trying to put, push the information inside because the brain rejects it. Hey, once you learn something today, within 48 hours, you will lose about 80%. Hallelujah. In my, and you see, a lot of people, whatever they, they, they preach in church, by the time they finish eating their afternoon biryani, it's gone. So it is important that once you get home, Monday, Tuesday, listen to the preaching again. Because for understanding to enter, for your brain to accept it, you have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Amen. And you see, you need the word of God to survive. I will show you why. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Three verse 15. Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. Who will lead you with knowledge and understanding? You need understanding. You tell your neighbor you need understanding. You need understanding to survive. Amen. Imagine that you get into the plane and then they come and tell you the pilot is a school teacher. He's not a pilot. He's a school teacher. The person who is going to take you from Chennai to Bangalore is a school teacher. Will you sit in the plane? No, will you sit in the plane? Because he doesn't understand no, okay. Imagine you're going for heart surgery. And then they tell you, oh, the person is a dentist. <laughs> Will you allow the person to operate on you? No. So you see, in life, when you don't understand things, nothing works. I am not the one saying it. Jesus Christ said it. Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. Let's read it. Matthew 13, verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. It is only those who understand the word that bear fruits. And you see, in, in the greatest commandment, the greatest, the 
greatest number one, not even, maybe not the greatest, but the number one commandment God gave to us is that we should be fruitful. That is in Genesis. But how can we be fruitful when we understand? And how do you understand? By repetition. You have to list constant. Your pastor has preached Sunday. Monday, YouTube, you listen. Tuesday, you listen. Wednesday, you listen. Until you understand what the pastor was saying. Amen. That is how you relate. You see, you see, let's, let's, let's look at Jesus. Can't you realize that the disciples understood more than those who were not with him? Yeah, because they were with him all the time. All the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you see, once we understand the word, we begin to have wisdom. And that wisdom is needed for marriage, is needed for life, is needed for business, is needed for academics, is needed for everything. But if you listen to it once, you may not capture the information or the wisdom that is coming from the message. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is important to understand. See, your whole aim is to understand what is being said. And once you understand it, you become fruitful. Hallelujah. Three days ago, somebody from Ghana said that, um, Pastor, I want to do business. I don't know which business to do. What should I say? What should I do? I said, me also, I don't know. Me also, I don't know. I've, I left Ghana so many years ago. I don't know what is in Ghana. I also don't know. But I want to give you, and I told him, I want to give you a scripture. Think about that scripture. Try to understand it. Perhaps you will find out what to do. Do you want to know that scripture? Eh? Are you sure? No, no, no. You don't, don't look like somebody wants to. If you don't want to know, I won't tell you. Do you want to know? <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 11. Ecclesiastes. It's too long, so I don't know how to pronounce So I just say Ekli. Ekli. Chapter, I know Ecclesiastes, I don't know how to say it. Chapter 11, verse 2. Give portions to seven. Give portions to seven, yes to eight, but, for, but you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Did, 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 you, did you hear what he, he, this business, business principle? Give portions to seven, yes to eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Which version is that? NIV. Can we have another version? Because sometimes the English is different. We don't understand it, that type of English. Amen. Eleven two. So what I was trying to tell this brother was that in life you make a lot of investments because you don't know what disaster will come unto you. Amen. And then the next verse, I don't want you to read it. When you go home, you read. Don't read. No, no, don't check. No, no, read. When you go home, then you read it. You see, people are still trying to find out what it is. The next verse says that let me just paraphrase. The next verse says that there are some things which are constant. It will happen. 
So investment is very, very important. And one type of investment is given. Hallelujah. That is verse 1. Amen. So I, I didn't know what to tell this brother, but that's what I said. And then he went to think about it. And then he called me again. Pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, thank, hey, hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because he understood something which even I also didn't understand, but he understood more. Hallelujah. So when you come to church and Pastor Rajiv preaches nicely, powerfully, after eating your afternoon biryani, you sleep, it's okay. Next day, put on YouTube, type the, his name, listen to the message again. You will see that God will tell you something. God will tell you something about your family. God will tell you something about your life. God will tell you something about something that is needed. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you begin to expose yourself to his word, his teaching, you begin to get guidance. You begin to get guidance. You see that the work of the shepherd begins to happen in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So how many of us are going to listen to the messages regularly? We are in church. God is looking at your hand. Amen. Number two. Number one is what? I want, to, I want to see if you understood. Number one is what? Expose yourself to what? It's words. Thank his voice. It's words. Thank you so much for understanding. Amen. Number two. Another way. we can relate with our pastor is to avoid familiarity. Familiarity. How do you say that in Tamil? Familiarity. Familiar. Familiar with something like that. Ma. Barakam. Barakam. Yeah. What is it? You don't know. You don't know Tamil. We are the same, right? <laughs> Amen. So, familiar, like, it's like, another way to put it is, you know, it's like you see, you see, there's too much relaxation. You, you don't give, you don't give your pastor, um, I mean, I know, I know, I know deep from your heart. I, I understand, I know, deep from your heart, you respect, I know you respect a pastor. I know you respect the pastors in this year. I know. But it gets to a point where you become too relaxed. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yes, we'll go to church. We'll preach. Yes, I know. Yes, I know you respect. But you begin to get so relaxed with, with the pastor. And this is one of the greatest mistakes we do as Christians. When we begin to be, get familiar that's what Judas did. It's like, he did, he did not have respect for Jesus again. He felt that selling Jesus was okay. Hallelujah. Amen. This, this point, I have a big paragraph. Eh? I, don't, I won't tell don't worry, I won't tell you all that. But it's a big, big, big problem in church, especially this generation. Amen. Amen. 
And we, will see, we are going to see why it is a big problem. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16. Familiarity. But, but, but what? But so, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Hallelujah. No, like, like the Bible is explaining it this way. It, it gets to a point where when you even see the pastor, you don't even recognize the anointing on his life. All you see is a pastor. All you see is just a, a pastor standing on stage preaching. You don't, it doesn't move, what he even says doesn't move you. You, you are so relaxed. You come to church, you don't, like whatever is said in church, you don't care. You don't, it's like you, you are so relaxed. Though you respect him, but you, are, you don't care. You have become familiar. Amen. And what that thing does is that it neutralizes the anointing. We'll see that in Mark chapter 6. Let's read Mark chapter 6. Somebody can read for me from verse 1 to 6. Accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What is this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Bible says that Jesus could not do any miracle. Can you imagine? Jesus he could not do any miracle except lay hands on a few people. Can you imagine Jesus? Can't do any miracle. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can't do any miracle. Do you know why? Because they did not believe in him. They did not believe. They were familiar. Ah. Ah. Mary's son. Is that not Mary's son? Carpenter. Po, 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 that guy. His, his brother is at the back. How can somebody like this, how can somebody like this, how can somebody like this heal us? No respect. So, so Pastor Rajiv is preaching on stage. It's like you cannot even recognize the anointing that is coming from this man and even receive your healing because you are familiar. Amen. Yeah. God, see, the Bible says that no man take up this honor unto himself except he be called of God. God has anointed him as the shepherd of this house. So what God has done is that he has given him something that you need. 
until you recognize, instead of just saying, oh, oh, you know, is bring Benny Hinn, eh? bring Benny Hinn, bring Benny Hinn, then we can feel the, the presence of God. No, 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 no. No, no, Paul Dinakaran, bring that guy, eh? bring him here in this church, then we can believe that. Eh? What you don't know is that God has anointed him for you. Hallelujah. Amen. The reason why you are not getting it, the reason why you are not getting it, is because you have become familiar. Familiarity is like a spiritual sickness that comes slowly. You will not know it's there, but it's there. But you need medicine like this, like what I'm doing, to take it out. Amen. Yeah. You will not know. But it's there. I won't go into signs of family. No, not today. Another time. Signs of signs that show that you are familiar. Not today. Some maybe some other time. But I want you to avoid familiarity. Hallelujah. Amen. When the pastor is preaching, recognize the anointing. When he's praying, say amen on top of your voice. Like the way you shout for CSK. Hallelujah. Amen. When the pastor prays, you say, Amen. I receive it. I receive it. Yeah. A lot of belief in what the pastor is saying. That's why God has put him here for us. Hallelujah. Do you understand the message? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Avoid familiarity. Oh, yeah, Pastor Rajiv, he stays in Ananaga. Yeah, yeah, Ananaga West. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Every time you are there, Sunday, you are listening to what he's saying. You are listening to the preaching. Eesh. Pastor Rajiv, today your preaching is nice. Yeah. That's what you do to you. That's how you relate with your pastor. So that when he comes to when, when he steps on the stage, he feels that the people that he's coming to pray to, they like him, they love him, they believe in him, and then anointing flows. If you don't believe in him, there's nothing that a, he can say. Jesus could not do any miracle because their unbelief neutralized the anointing. Not Jesus, not that Jesus can do, but because they did not believe, it never happened. Hallelujah. Yeah, so when he comes to church and there's a lot of faith from the people. Oh, see, I'm a pastor. When I go to a place where there's a lot of faith, it's so nice. When you're preaching, you enjoy. You enjoy. But when you go to a place where everybody is so stiff. You want to finish quickly and go home. Amen. Yeah. When he's, when he's preaching, when he's preaching, he said, Pastor, you stand. He said, Pastor, nice word. I love it, Pastor. You are talking to me. Yes. Then he gets encouraged. The anointing begins to flow. But when he's preaching, then, uh, <laughs> hallelujah. So let us try to avoid familiarity. Amen. Do you want more? No, no. Some people say, no, no. We're close. Let's go home. Close. 
Are you being blessed? Oh, only one person. Are you being blessed? Yes. So when you say like this, when the pastor begins to get happy and then preach and then anointing begins, are you being blessed? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Another way or another, the next point on how to relate with your pastor is pray for your pastor. This is very, very important. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. So this church, we have to pray for our pastors. The Bible says that not all men have faith. Men are very evil. And you see, evil, when it is coming, it doesn't call you, say, hey, 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 are you there? I'm coming. No. Like, look at what happened in Sri Lanka. They're just, they're just going for an Easter service. They were just going for an Easter service. And then evil men already had plans. So it is important for us to pray for our pastor. Let me tell you something. To be a pastor, it's one of the most difficult jobs in the world. Handling human beings. Hey! Do you know how... See, even your wife or husband at home, it's very difficult to handle. How much more a lot of people? With so many issues, problems, sit down, handle, 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 handle. One day, um, there was a marriage counseling, husband and wife. Fighting. You know how it is when the man and the, the wife are fighting. It's like, I've, I've said it before, it's like guns. You know, the man takes a pistol, small gun. Boom! Then the woman takes AK-47. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So there was this marriage counseling going on. They were fighting. The husband would say, no, 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 you, three years ago, two years ago. History is written. The, the woman remembers everything. You also did, you also did, you also Oh, you also did the same thing. Then the pastor was so tired. Then the pastor asks the woman, okay, wait, wait. What will you do if he dies? Mm. 
I will not be happy. I will cry. So if you don't want that to happen, then can you fix this marriage? Then the woman understood that it is better to have your husband now than when he is dead. But you see, the point I am trying to make is that, you see, with all this fighting, it is the pastor who was suffering more. Because of the counsel. Because you know, you know how it is. When you go, when you stand with the, the husband, the wife will say, Ah, you are you, Pastor, you are supporting? Because you are a man, you are supporting. Then when you stand with the wife, the pastor says, Oh, Pastor, why are you why are you support? Pastor, do you know? So many troubles. The pastor suffers. Past, doing a pastor's job is very difficult. So you need people to pray for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And sometimes when you are preaching, people don't understand. So you have to get the spirit of God to work for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it is important for us to pray for our pastor. Amen. How many of us are going to pray for our pastor? We are in church. God is looking. Angels are around. Yeah. Amen. I told you I'm going to finish soon. You see? We are finishing. Last point, here we go. Happy? <laughs> the last point for today, because I don't want really to worry you. The last point for today how to relate with your pastor. Contribute to his support. In other words, you should support the pastor. Amen. And when I say support, what do I mean? Because support is very relative. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to 3. They were what? Sup- helping and support. Have you ever seen this in the Bible before? You know? Yeah. So the work of a sheep or the duty of a sheep is also to support a shepherd. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And when I say support, it's in so many ways. But you see, one of the things that God expects from us you know, have you ever thought about it? Jesus Christ. He said that he didn't have a house. He didn't have a place to stay. He didn't also marry. Because he understood the problem that comes with marriage. He is going to die on the cross and the wife will say, no, 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 I will not let you die. You see? Then he would tell the wife, I have to die for the souls of many people. I don't care about them. You are my husband. You listen to me. 
listen to me. You don't like you don't you don't listen to me only. Jesus and us said, no, 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 no marriage. So, how did Jesus get support? Because he was not working. Where did the support come from? People supported him. That's what the names were mentioned. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is how we relate with pastors. Support financially. We support financially. Yes, yes, pastor. Every Sunday, me and I give offering. I give Yes, we know you give offering. But aside the offering, you should also be able to take out something from your pocket and say, Pastor, this is for your family. Hallelujah. You see, when you do that, you see, these are the things that when you do, God begins to, he gets happy. Like the person understands what I am trying to achieve. And when you do that, God will bless you. No two ways about that. It's like, it will just happen. Hallelujah. Yes. Don't say, oh, we just gave offerings in church. So, no, 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 no. It's not enough. When you support, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you support the pastor and his family, God will bless. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. Six, six. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Yes. I, I, am I the one who is saying it? Am I the one who is saying it? Who is saying it? God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. This is our duty as Christians. Like we are supporting God. You see, you see pastors are Men that God has raised up, they are represented. They say, no man taketh up this honor unto him except he be called of God. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4. No, open it. But see, once we support the person, we are in other ways saying that we are supporting God. God, we are supporting you. We are supporting you. We are supporting you. But when you try to hoard everything, when you behave like you don't care, it begins to hurt God in a way. It's like the people don't understand what I am trying to achieve. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Support financially. Support the church. Support the church to do things. Whatever you can do, support. Pastor, what can I do to support this church? If you don't know what to do, some people say, but me, I don't know what. Can ask the pastor, he will tell you. Amen. Amen. Are we going to support the church? Are we going to support the pastor? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This is how we relate. See, so when people relate with Jesus like that in those days, when they related with him like that in those days, they became very blessed. So we also need to understand these principles and relate with our pastor like that. Amen. Amen. So, how do we relate with that? Number one is what? Here is again exposure. 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 
the more you get exposed, the more knowledge and the more understanding. The more knowledge, the more understanding. The more knowledge, the more understanding. Hallelujah. One day my pastor told me in Ghana that one of the best ways to pass an exam is to solve a lot of past questions. Because they will repeat almost the same question. And it was very true. But you see, when you go to church, you are likely not to hear such things easily. You have to listen over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Number two, avoid familiarity. Give the pastor a lot of respect and honor. Believe in him. I tell you, you will see miracles happening in life. You will see transformation. You will see life-changing testimonies when you believe. Otherwise, it, your unbelief neutralizes the anointing. It doesn't make the anointing work. Hallelujah. Number three. Pray. Pray. Because the person is praying for you. The pastor is praying for you. The pastor is thinking about your marriage. The pastor is thinking about your work, your job, your, your school. The pastor is thinking about his... You also pray for him. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's praying. You know, you know, these days, young people don't understand anything. don't understand anything. I don't want to go there. Let's just leave it. Next point. <laughs> Are you going to support the pastor? What's your name? Sujita. Sujita, are you going to support the pastor? Are you sure? Should I ask what you are going to do? <laughs> Should I ask you? You support. Should I ask what you are going to do? <laughs> support. Support this church. Support the pastors. And once we do that, God is going to bless all of us. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Rise to your feet. Let us share a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word that has come to us. The Bible says that the soul went out to sow seed. Father, even as I've Come to sow the seeds. Father, may people understand your word. And as we understand your word and implement it, may we bear fruits in hundreds, in sixties, and in thirties. Fill us more with your Holy Spirit and help us in all that we do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.